Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> I am so happy to be with you. So grateful, so thankful. I'm back in the USA now and uh, in California temporarily, traveling right around the world. And if you go from when I started in Hawaii, left Hawaii at the uh, beginning of April to go to the A Course in Miracles conference in Las Vegas, I definitely have gone around the world. I flew in from Australia yesterday. I was just sharing with Jeff, my engineer. I left Australia around noon on Monday, and I arrived in uh, Los Angeles around 9 a.m. So I arrived before I left. <laughs> Crossed the international date line. Yes, and when I went from Germany to Australia, I lost an entire day uh, because of... Uh, traveling across so many time zones. Uh, But I have to say, my time in Australia, which was uh, pretty much the last week, uh, was just exceptional. The Australian people are fantastic. We had such a good time together. I did four workshops and a Sunday sermon, and it was spectacular, spectacular people. I got to meet so many beautiful spirits so glad that I said yes to following my guidance and going to Australia. Well worth the effort mm. to meet so many wonderful people who are interested in walking the talk and living the love right along with us. So, let's jump into a blessing and a prayer here today. Yes, our our topic is about finding our fundamental goodness, discovering, remembering that truth about our life and our being is that we are fundamentally good. Yes, I'm Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray. (laughs) So we're finding our fundamental goodness, moving right into our heart, which is the essence of our fundamental goodness. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to a healing prayer, a powerful, inspiring prayer. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to recognize and remember that our true nature, our true identity is already as holy as holy can be. We can't become any more perfect than we already are. So grateful and so thankful to surrender the habits of playing small and living in lack attack, limitation, and separation. So grateful to open ourselves to the remembrance of our true identity, which is the mighty I am presence, the I am that I am. The Holy Spirit is our true nature. The Christ is our true self. We are the Holy Son of God. We are the perfect Christ already. We're willing to remember the truth that sets us free from all belief in lack, 
and limitation. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing conversation with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. In gratitude, we know that it is done. And so it is. Amen. 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 Indeed. Yes, indeed. <sighs> mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, let's jump right into it here. So, Spirit guided me to Chapter 1, Section 6, which is the illusion of needs. Doesn't it seem like we have uh, many, many needs? And uh, the section right before that is wholeness and spirit. And it says uh, right towards the end of that, uh, it's section actually wholeness and spirit. It says in um, paragraph 5 of that section, whatever is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. And that's the nature of us. So this is for us to remember. Whatever is true is eternal. We are the truth. So that's why the truth sets us free. And the truth is what we are, is who we are, and it's the very nature of our life and being. Now, where we go astray and start causing our suffering is when we start thinking that there's something wrong with us, that we're not who we really are. And doesn't it make sense that if we start denying our true identity, which is whole, perfect, and complete, and start believing that we're something else, that there's something wrong with us, that we're bad, that we don't have what it takes, that we should be punished or someone else should be punished, someone else is wrong or bad, that we can easily be led astray and start thinking all kinds of things are wrong and bad. And that's where the needs erupt from. The needs erupt from our thinking that we're not who we really are. When we remember who we really are, all needs are met in God, in our true identity. But when we start thinking that we're not perfect, whole, and complete, then we start to have needs. That's where all needs arise from. So, whatever is true is eternal, cannot change or be changed. So, that's how we know what's the difference between a belief and the truth. Is truth is eternally true, and beliefs are false. They're not eternally true. They are the story that we made up, the meaning we made of it. They are our interpretation. That's what beliefs are. Truth is true. We don't have individual versions of the truth, though sometimes we like to claim that. My truth is, we say, my truth is, but what is true for anyone is true for everyone because we're all one. So how could we have different versions of the truth? That doesn't make any sense. And I find this particularly comforting. One of the things I did uh, last evening, uh, I arrived and staying with friends, and uh, I we watched the presidential debates. 
So Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump debating. And uh, I went on Facebook a little bit afterwards and saw people sharing their opinions and thoughts about it. And uh, and for some people, I totally get that it's frightening. Uh, it's frightening that this candidate or that candidate could be the president. I remember at the last presidential election, I had two two people who were in my classes uh, coming to me and one saying, if this candidate wins, then life will be hell. And it's ter- going to be a horrible future for our children. And, you know, if Obama wins, uh, the future of our children is at risk. And I'm really frightened for that. And, you know, if the, the other candidate wins, then uh, it's a horrible future for everyone. And so two students, both studying A Course of Miracles, um, both with the same exact set of values, uh, pretty much, uh, both, uh, each one supporting a different candidate and thinking that that candidate represents truth, beauty, wisdom, wholeness, freedom, and the all good of God. And the other candidate represents a nightmare. And we've got the same thing happening now. That um, And it always happens at presidential elections, doesn't it? That one candidate represents a hellish future and the other candidate represents uh, the best possible, uh, well, maybe not the best possible, but, you know, a better choice. And we can get very tense, very nervous, very triggered, very frightened because of our beliefs. And it's only the truth that's going to set us free. Whatever true is true is eternal and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is there for unalterable because it is already perfect, but the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. The only limit put on its choice is that it cannot serve two masters. If it elects to do so, the mind can become the medium by which spirit creates along the line of its own creation. So if we elect to do so, our mind can become the medium. Like medium is also another, you could say, think of soil as a medium. So if we elect, our mind can become the medium or the soil by which spirit creates or plants its thoughts along the line of its own creation. So this is, uh, we can elect that. (laughs) And uh, we can elect to have our mind be used for God's creation. Rather than, as A Course in Miracles talks about, making things in this world. We can be the creative substance of God's eternal creativity, creating only like itself, pure perfection. So this actually is where we can use our free will, 
to align with divine will. So remember, one of the things that Course in Miracles talks about is there is only divine will. There is only God's will. There is no separate will. But we can align with divine will or within our experience in the illusion, we can seem to choose or elect to choose separation. We can choose unification or separation. So we can use our mind choosing infinite creativity, beauty, truth, wisdom. So the the way that we can best serve God is to give our mind over to the thoughts we think with God, which are the thoughts that are true. It says a little bit later on this. It's my page 13. So we're at the end of chapter 1, section 5, Wholeness and Spirit. And in paragraph 6 it says, The miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. So remember, the miracle is when we have a shift in consciousness. And when we have a shift in consciousness to the thought system of the Christ... That's a miracle. And so when we experience the miracle in form, it's the demonstration of the shift in our thinking. So what we would call a miracle is usually a shift in form, when something miraculous happens. But we can live a miraculous life all the time. And I'll I'll give you, Spirit's giving me this little example of something that happened to me when I was in Australia. So, Australia has a different um, electrical system. You know, uh, America has, I don't know what it is, we have different voltage systems. And so, America has one kind of a plug. The UK has another kind of plug. Uh, Europe has another kind of plug. And Australia has another kind of plug. And so you cannot plug American plugs into UK or um, European or Australian plugs. So you have to have adapters, three different adapters. And there are companies that make universal adapters that work for all four different systems. There may be even a fifth system that I don't know about. Don't know what they're doing in Russia or Japan or places like that. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. Cheers. (coughs) So, (coughs) excuse me. And um, so I... I didn't research what kind of a a system they had in Australia, and I presumed that probably Australia was either on the UK system or the European system. I didn't think that they would have their own system. I just didn't think that they would. But they did. So when I got to Australia, first in Cairns, in the northern part, which was so nice, and um, I, my hosts, they had an adapter for me to use, so that was great. So I thought, well, the people I'm going to be staying with in Melbourne are more likely to have an adapter. And I thought, I asked Spirit, should I get an adapter when I'm at the airport? And I got, no, you'll be fine. So, okay, 
So I trusted that, as I've learned to do. And uh, when I got to uh, Melbourne, it was late at night, stores were closed, and I realized, oh, I'm, I don't have any charge left in my um, laptop, and I need to send my blog and this and that. Um, do you have an adapter? And my host said, oh, no, we don't have an adapter. And they said, we have one for Britain, we have one for Europe, but we don't have one for Americans. And so I thought, hmm. So they said, well, you can use my laptop. But everything that I had written, my blog and all those things, were on my laptop. But I'd run the battery down on the airplane. There was no charge left. So I thought, well, okay, I guess I will have to um, write a new blog and figure out a way to record it and the prayer, etc. And uh, we'll just start again. So, <clears throat> and then... A minute or two later, my host comes in and says, I just bought this the other day, and it was um, uh, like a power pack kind of a thing that had USB ports, and it had universal ports in it to plug anything in. And I said, that's it. I can use that. That's perfect. So just the lesson is, Spirit had guided me. You'll be fine. So when I got the news, <clears throat> oh, no, we can't help you. You're going to have to write your blog again. And tomorrow we can go to the store and get you an adapter, but not tonight. The stores are all closed. I just went, hmm. And my gut feeling was, of course, this has to be for the highest good, even though it seems like initially it's late at night. I'm tired. I've been traveling, and I don't really feel like writing another blog. I've learned, because sometimes I'll write a whole blog and send it off, and the email just disappears. It goes into the ethers, and my staff will say, well, we never got it. Are you kidding? I sent it, and it's not in my outbox, and it's not in my sent mail. It just disappears. That happens from time to time, and I think, oh, Okay, I guess that wasn't today's blog. I guess I'm supposed to write another one. So that was just the warm-up. <laughs> the warm-up spiritual espresso. It's time for a second shot. And um, I've learned that that's the way to go. Just go with it. Flow with it. Spirit's not tricking me. Nothing bad has happened. Nothing wrong has happened. So I was prepared. Okay, I guess I'll write another blog. It's one of those days. I'll use the, the one I wrote tomorrow. If that feels right, we'll see. Because I didn't get upset or irritated or afraid, because I have learned everything works together for my good, there are no exceptions, and that's my practice, then within two minutes or less, here comes the perfect universal charger for me, or adapter thing. Perfect. And... What did my host tell me? I just bought this the other day. So she bought it around the time that I was querying spirit. Will I need to have an adapter for my next stop? Nope. Got you covered. So I was a little surprised when we didn't initially, she didn't have anything. But then I knew it had to be for my good. 
rewrite the blog, do something different, go with the flow. And this is what I have found is, believe it or not, we're constantly unhooking the decisions that we've made about life. So I could have gotten triggered into a decision that I would have gotten triggered into years ago where life does not support me. All of my needs are not met. The illusion of needs. That I am not fundamentally good, therefore life does not support me. And I have this illusion of needs. So it says in the illusion of needs section, uh, which is section 6 of chapter 1, in paragraph 1, again we're on my page 13, it says, you want You who want peace can find it only by complete forgiveness. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is having no judgment. So when I found out, oh, initially, there's no adapter. You're going to have to rewrite the blog. Yes, it's late at night. You'll have to start all over again. I didn't judge it as being wrong or bad or not supportive of me. Just, oh, okay, I guess I will do that then. This somehow is working together for my good. Trusting that, having faith in that. Then I was not upset. There was no no annoyance. There was no thought that I was betrayed by Spirit. Because Spirit had clearly said to me, no, you don't need to buy an adapter. I could buy an adapter, but I didn't need to buy one. I would be provided for. So I was following my guidance. And even though the momentary appearance was that I had misinterpreted the guidance, that something was wrong, I didn't allow myself to interpret it that way. I just looked to, oh, it must mean I'm to start again and write a new spiritual espresso and use that one tomorrow. You who want peace can only find it by complete forgiveness. So I didn't interpret the situation. I didn't make a meaning of it that I wasn't supported, I wasn't loved, I was being punished or something was bad. I didn't go into interpretation. I just started looking for the good. It says, no learning is acquired by anyone unless He wants to learn it. So in that moment, I was looking to learn how this could be for my highest and best. How can it be? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's learn. No learning is acquired by anyone unless he wants to learn it and believes in some way that he needs it. So trusting that everything was working together for my good, there was going to be some learning that would be valuable to me. It says, while lack does not exist in the creation of God, it is very apparent in what you have made. So we make our interpretation. We make our meaning of things. This is where we move out of creation. Perfect creation. Perfect love. So we can stay in that perfect love, in that perfect 
expression of divine wisdom, or we can change our mind and go into lack and limitation. Yes, while lack does not exist in the creation of God, it is very apparent in what you have made. It is, in fact, the essential difference between them, between creativity and making things. So we're going to talk more about lack, abundance, prosperity, and we're leading towards our fundamental goodness. All of this, we're going to continue on in the second half of our show here. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I will be right back. for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, I just want to mention something. Last week's broadcast, um, we uh, there's some kind of technical difficulty related to uploading the file to um, the podcast service. So we're going to uh, reload the second half of the show uh, somehow. I don't know. Did something technically. And uh, so we've got the second half of the show. So you're going to have to delete it from your podcast in order to get the second half of last week's show, which um, I can't remember what it was called right this second, but uh, it would, would have been the show dated September 20th. Yeah. So um, if you're missing the second half of that broadcast, we're going to upload it again. So you just have to delete the one that's in your podcast in order to go back and get it and re-download it. Sorry about that. That's a first for that in several hundred episodes. Anyway, we're talking about (coughs) the illusion of needs and our fundamental goodness. So saying that Lack does not exist in the creation of God. It is very apparent in what you have made. So what we do in this world is all thought produces form at some level. That's the teaching of A Course in Miracles. All thought produces form at some level. What is form? Form is everything we see. It is our experience. It is our emotions. It is also our thought. So thought creates more thought. Thought creates our emotions. Thought creates our physical form. Thought creates all of our experience and our world, situations, 
and circumstance of our life are created by our thought. The illusions of needs, that's created by our thought as well. So in this world of form, our thoughts we can create when we're in tune with the mind of God. And whatever we create is perfect. It's expressions of perfection and beauty and truth and wisdom and clarity and freedom and all the wonderful spiritual qualities of God. What we make comes from our interpretations. Our interpretations of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. So we can give our mind over to perfection and live without needs. Or we can keep interpreting everything, making the meaning of things, and live in lack, attack, limitation, separation. This is our free will choice. So, lack implies, now we're back to the illusion of needs here in chapter 1, section 6, paragraph 1. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you are in. So just think of any place in your life, or many places in your life, where you are experiencing lack. Just contemplate that for one moment. Yeah. So... Could be in your relationship, could be in your health, your wealth, your creativity. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you are in. So when there's the appearance of lack in our life, it's because we are not in alignment with truth. Abundance, remember what it said in the previous paragraph, abundance, the abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow him. So think of my one of my favorite teachings, seek first the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto you. All else is added unto us Because it's already been given. This is what A Course in Miracles says to us. Ask and it is given because it already has been given. So we've already been given perfect love, perfect creativity, perfect abundance, perfect prosperity, perfect wholeness, perfect wisdom, perfect clarity, all the spiritual qualities of God, perfection already given to us. This is our fundamental goodness. The spiritual qualities of God are live-streaming all the time. Course in Miracles also calls them the great rays. This is our true nature. When we're willing to see it in ourselves, see it in our brothers and sisters, then that's all we'll see. Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you are in. So our natural state is perfection and wholeness and freedom and joy and wisdom and clarity, 
harmony and beauty, abundance and prosperity, all spiritual qualities of God that are full on, 100% clear and pure. But when we start believing in impurity, when we start believing in degradation, then it seems as though the purity gets degraded. The wholeness gets degraded. It gets limited. But it's only our belief in imperfection showing up as the appearance in our life. But in truth, we're perfect, whole and complete. So, but we don't believe it. Like, if you just start working with an affirmation such as, I am perfect, whole, and complete, probably it's going to trigger in your mind what you do believe, which is a belief in lack and imitation. Just say that to yourself three times, gently and sweetly. I am perfect, whole, and complete. I am perfect, whole, and complete. I am perfect, whole, and complete. Yes. Now, what gets triggered in your mind? Does the thought get triggered in your mind? No, I'm not. I'm not so great. That's not true. Look at my life. It's a mess. So, when we say these affirmations... What happens sometimes is we get triggered into recognizing what we really believe. And then the ego mind will start affirming what we really believe. Remember, all beliefs are false and truth is true eternally. So that's why it's an illusion of needs. So I was teaching about this in uh, when I was in Cairns, Australia. And I was saying... Here's the affirmation to begin working with, and it's, I am fundamentally good. So we started just working with that, I am fundamentally good. I am fundamentally good. And people were triggered into what were their beliefs. The beliefs, no, I'm bad, I'm unworthy, there's something wrong with me, I'm not good enough. So bringing that to the light, and so I am fundamentally good. If it triggers a false belief, then take that false belief, offer it to the Holy Spirit for healing. And what was so beautiful was the next day we came back for another workshop, and there was a beautiful woman, Ella, in our group, and she had that morning on the way to the workshop, she had encountered a number of people. And she encountered some people who seemed to be uh, irritated or unhappy or disturbed in some way. And she conveyed this, this affirmation to them and said, just think on this for a moment. I am fundamentally good. And she asked them how it felt. And she saw each one of them shift 
when they worked with that affirmation, I am fundamentally good, that they began to brighten, that they could agree with it. Now, oftentimes in a workshop, when I can see the people and they're right in front of me and I ask them, do you have a sense that you're fundamentally not good, that there's something wrong with you, that you're bad? Many, many, many spiritual students have a, have a belief that they keep hidden, that they don't want anyone to know, and this was definitely me, that they're fundamentally bad, that th- there's a deep evilness, a wrongness in them. And I get it, because I used to have that too. And for me, it came from it came from this experience that I had all the time of anger, resentment, wanting to attack, and feeling like I wanted to murder someone, feeling like I just wanted to burn the house down, feeling like I just wanted to go into a rage and a rampage. And so when I would have that experience of this extreme rage and anger boiling up, that feeling would be so intense that I equated it with something evil inside me. Evil, 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 some darkness. And I was afraid of it. I was afraid that I was going to somehow allow it like a monster to be unleashed. And there were times when I wanted to unleash it, and it frightened me, so I kept it hidden, thinking I can't let them see who I really am. So for so long, I was identified with this one who just wanted to burn the house down, wanted to kill everybody, go ballistic, go postal. I felt that was the real me that I had to keep hidden. But now, just working with that thought, I am fundamentally good. I encourage you to work with that affirmation and allow whatever you believe, hidden, seen, Unseen, felt, not felt, recognized, unrecognized. Allow it to come to the surface. I am fundamentally good. Whatever comes to the surface that seems to oppose, I am fundamentally good. Allow it to be given to the Holy Spirit for healing. Make an offering of it. Allow it to be offered up. Give it away. Holy Spirit, please take this thought out of my mind so I never think it again. I am fundamentally good. This is the only thought that I need. I am interested only in discovering my fundamental goodness. I am interested only in knowing the truth about my life. I am so grateful and so thankful that my true nature is fundamental goodness.
Taking that breath, I am fundamentally good. It is my true essence and my true nature. You see, and if we're willing to believe this, the abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow Him. Him being the Holy Spirit. Just resting in that. It says here in uh, The Illusion of Needs, paragraph 1, Lack implies that you would be better off in a state somehow different from the one you're in. So our natural state is our true reality, where everything is perfect, whole, and complete, including us. And lack implies that we believe we're better off in a state of separation. And that's why we've chosen it. Because why would we choose separation unless we had a belief that it was better? How do we choose separation? We choose separation through thinking better and worse. So a perfect opportunity for us to heal our minds is a presidential election. Because isn't it so easy to look at the candidates and think better or worse? And isn't there an incredible invitation to think better or worse? But what if we use this presidential election to heal our mind of better or worse? Because better and worse is the ego's number one tool for separation. That's how the ego gets us into separation thinking. This one's better, this one's worse. That's the whole genesis of separation in the first place. There is no better or worse. If all is one, how can you have better and worse? That's what true humility is, is recognizing all is one. There can be no better or worse. So if you start thinking you're better than or you're less than, you can get back to true humility and oneness by recognizing it's not even possible to have better or worse. But we can believe in our mind that better or worse exists. But all is one. You can't have better or worse. We can have preferences. I prefer vanilla. Some people prefer chocolate. I prefer this candidate. Some people prefer the other candidate. But why do we prefer the candidates? Because of the meaning we make of things. All things work together for good. So we're looking to make the most loving choices, being led and guided by the Spirit. It says here, until the separation, and it has separation in quotes, because there is no separation, there's only the illusion of separation. It says, until the separation, which is the meaning of the fall, falls in quotes, because there's been no fall, just the illusion of a fall, nothing was lacking. So until we started thinking thoughts of separation, there was no lack. So the end of all lack comes with remembering the oneness. So if you're trying to improve your finances, 
If you're trying to improve the flow of abundance and prosperity in your life, remember your fundamental goodness, which is your Christ nature, and that you're not separate from the goodness. You're not separate from the Christ. You're not separate from your brothers and sisters. It's remembering the unity of all life that brings the true flow of prosperity and abundance. Why not activate the true flow of prosperity and abundance in your life instead of just manifesting some more stuff? Because I could have bought an adapter I could have said, well, I don't trust that Spirit's going to provide me for an adapter, so I'm going to buy one. And those adapters, you can spend a lot of money on adapters, especially at the airport. (laughs) You can. You know, you can spend $10, $15, $40, depending on what kind of an adapter you buy. So... This is how we get into experiencing lack and limitation. I had um, the friends that I'm staying with right now, uh, a couple years ago, I had uh, a desire to um, get a dehydrator. I wanted to make banana chips and kale chips and dehydrate food and have fun playing with food like that. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to get a dehydrator for my birthday. And Spirit, I started shopping online for a dehydrator. And Spirit said, no, don't buy one now. Just wait. And I thought, I don't really wish to wait. I'd really like to have one now. And I got the strong intuition, yes, but wait. So I was obedient, and uh, I satisfied the ego's need to shop for one by just identifying which one I would buy if I were going to buy one. And a little bit later, my friends that I'm staying with right now, I was uh, at their house, and um, they said, hey, we bought this dehydrator model, but we we realized this is not the one we want. We were going to send it back, but... Would you like to have it? We'll give it to you if you'd like to have it. You know, it was $100 worth of equipment. And I said, yes, I would love to have that. Thank you very much. I'll put that in my car right now. (laughs) So I could have said to Spirit, no, I don't want to wait. I want to buy one. And I would have bought one and gotten it and started to use it. But A week later or whatever, my friends gave me a dehydrator. And that's how spirit works. We can be in tune. You see, recognizing the unity of all life, that is our source of abundance and prosperity. Because all blessings flow from God. Where else could they flow from? But you see, when we are in our mind thinking that someone is better than and someone is worse than, we're worse than, we are not good enough, we're not fundamentally good, then therein lies the belief in lack. So going back to uh, Wholeness and Spirit, paragraph 5, whatever is true is eternal. 
and cannot change or be changed. Spirit is therefore unalterable because it is already perfect. But the mind can elect what it chooses to serve. So spirit is already perfect. But we can decide, are we going to serve two masters, try to choose two masters to serve? Or are we going to live in the abundance of Christ? The abundance of Christ is the natural result of choosing to follow the Holy Spirit, to live by Spirit. Jesus says, the miracle is a sign that the mind has chosen to be led by me in Christ's service. In the illusion of needs, it says, there were no needs at all until we chose thoughts of separation. Needs, it says, needs arise only when you deprive yourself. You act according to the particular order of needs you establish. This is, excuse me, this in turn depends on your perception of what you are. A sense of separation from God is the only need. Excuse me. A sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. The real purpose of this world is to use it to correct your unbelief. You can never control the effects of fear yourself because you made fear and you believe in what you made. In attitude then, though not in content, you resemble your creator who has perfect faith in his creations because he created them. So God has perfect faith in us because he created us. Belief produces the acceptance of existence. That is why you can believe what no one else thinks is true. It is true for you because it was made by you. At the end of this section it says, Perfect love casts out fear. If fear exists, then there is not perfect love. But only perfect love exists. If there is fear, it produces a state that does not exist. Believe this and you will be free. Believe this, I'm going to say what it is. Only God can establish the solution, and this faith is his gift. So, I'm inviting you this week to work with this affirmation. I am fundamentally good. It is my true nature. I am fundamentally good. And whatever that thought produces in your belief system, whatever comes up for healing... Whatever contrary thought comes up in your mind, give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. All right, time for me to wrap up. And, uh, you know, A Course in Miracles tells us that forgiveness is the way out of hell. Forgiveness is the end of lack. Forgiveness is releasing our interpretations, our belief in lack. That's why I'm doing a retreat in October at the living uh, uh at the art of living retreat center in north carolina in the blue ridge mountains we're doing forgive and be free 
It's a whole weekend of releasing these thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. We're going to purge ourselves of these false beliefs and stand in the light of truth together. A whole weekend. It's a beautiful opportunity for us to be in a beautiful space together. The Art of Living Retreat Center is gorgeous. It's high up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's perfect leaf-turning season. It's going to be spectacularly gorgeous. And we're going to come together and have a deep, powerful healing. My My retreats are so such an amazing opportunity for healing. I have healing. Everybody has healings. Let's come together and do the deep healing work together in fun. Forgive and be free and have fun together. Restore. There's a beautiful Ayurvedic spa at this retreat center. So let's come together and do that. And then maybe you can't make that. Self-love and extreme pampering in Thailand in November. Also, uh, by the way, in November, uh, my final spiritual counseling training intensive of the year might be the last one until next spring, uh, late spring, May of next year. So it might not be another one for six or seven months. So if you're interested in doing my spiritual counseling training intensive, come to Thailand in November. It's going to be a gorgeous resort. And we have another separate resort for the self-love and extreme pampering retreats. Okay, great options for us to come together. Also, if you support this radio show, just know we're getting ready to uh, offer the transcripts for free. And you can make donations to support that effort. Uh, Your contributions are most welcome. This is listener-supported radio. You can uh, support at jenniferhadley.com on the tithe page. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude. I am grateful for you. Thank you for joining with me today. We take that breath of love and gratitude. We know we are blessed and we make a holy offering of all thoughts of separation. We remember the truth that sets us free. We are grateful and thankful to recognize we're already as holy as holy can be. In gratitude, we know it is true for everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you.